This is a bit mad, isn't it? Welcome to uh, the first episode of the Start Simple podcast. Now I'm just going to level with you straight away. I'm sat in my uh, in my office and I've got a microphone in front of me and I'm talking on a podcast that I've just created and it feels a little bit mad to be honest with you. Um, but yes, welcome to the first episode of the Start Simple podcast. I, it's something that I've thought about doing for a while and to be honest, even before recording, it's probably took me about 20 minutes of just go and start, just go and start, go and press record to start talking and to introduce you to this podcast. So episode one and what are we going to talk about? It's going to be that generic sort of first episode of a podcast where I talk about who I am, give you some fluff about my background and then talk about really what I want to do is introduce you to, to what to expect in the, in the coming episodes. So I won't keep you too long, I promise. Um, but it's funny because I often say this to people about starting something new and it, it's the first time I've really felt it for a while in terms of beginning something new because the reality is when you start something for the first time without being too harsh it might be a bit shit like I think of my first ever social media post crap first time I spoke on camera nervous as fuck also apologies I will swear a little bit I don't mean it I'll explain why I swear a lot later but everything you do for the first time is always a little bit nerve-wracking it always feels a bit different you first work out in a gym it's probably not going to be a great workout but you got yourself into the gym the first time you attempt dieting you, you you might not make the right approach but you're making a step towards being healthier the first time like i say you write an email do a social media post for business it's probably not going to be great but over time it's the same as anything it's being consistent and turning up and doing it that that makes things better and it gets results that gets progress and that hopefully makes this podcast pretty good to be honest with you so yeah we're here so yeah, the reason that I'm starting this is essentially, oh, I love talking, basically, no, um, the reason I also, sorry, I will laugh at my own jokes, and I'm okay with that, so I hope you are too, but I like talking, what I do for a living, which we'll talk about in a little bit anyway, a lot of it comes from conversation, a lot of it, not a lot of it, everything comes from conversation, and communication, and education, and it's how I work with my clients. I like to explain things. I like to, to give them stories to make things relatable, to probably go off on an awful lot of tangents and every now and then talk about dogs, but who doesn't want to do that? A place that I can come and I can do that and I can storytell and hopefully give you a bit of education as well as maybe, maybe just every now and then make you laugh. But yeah, hopefully along the way you will take something from it, you will enjoy it and you might even tell other people about it, which would be incredibly helpful for me. Now, I'll explain a little bit. My job is that I'm an online coach. I am a nutritionist. I'm a personal trainer. And your first instinct, as I'm sure many, is when they come to a podcast by somebody from that background is that, excellent, it's going to be another podcast talking about the calories and how to squat. And it's just not going to be that. Like, I don't want this podcast to be about that. As I say, there are hundreds of fitness podcasts that will cover those topics in great depth. And if you want advice on which ones to go and listen to, ask me. I will happily tell anybody. But one thing I've learned from my job, from the people that I work with, from my own experience is that, of course, the science behind nutrition and the science behind exercise is of major importance to achieve um, your physical goals, fat loss, muscle gain, whatever it might be. But it's only a small part of it. Like, it's only a small part of what I do, a very small part. It's the underlying principles that I will work behind. But ultimately, when it comes to achieving your goals, you've got to look at things like habits. You've got to look at your behaviors on a day-to-day -day basis, your, your mindset, your approach to things. Again, I've said the word before, and you'll hear me say it again, communication, your beliefs, what you believe to be true, the stories that you tell yourself. And there's so many things along those lines that are part of what I do. And that's what this podcast will probably focus more on 
as opposed to just talking about the science behind nutrition and exercise because to be honest you don't need to know half of it so yeah the plan is that there will be regular episodes dedicated essentially to the people that I work with um, on both my group programs and my one-to-one programs, which I will tell you a little bit about in a bit. A little bit about in a bit. Good at this, aren't I? But I'll be running regular episodes dedicated to those people to try and give them more in-depth answers to topics that they ask me to discuss, um, to topics that come up certain times of year maybe and to simplify things essentially which includes in the name in it start simple but i'm sure that the struggles that my clients have and the questions that my clients have it's not just going to be them i'm sure that many of them will be helpful to you and hopefully that's what this podcast can be and it can be useful but on top of that and i'll be honest i'm well excited about this bit i will be having regular guest episodes where it's not just going to be another personal trainer on every week i've got a a few guests already lined up it's a real variety of people it's not just people within i don't just want to talk to people from the health and the fitness community because again everyone does that every podcast does that so you don't need me to do that but the people who i have on and have coming on which i can't wait to tell you about in the next few weeks are people who i believe can inspire you who have tools and knowledge from their own experience who can essentially empower others to be able like I want you to come away from these episodes thinking oh my god that was mint I can do that I can apply that I'm gonna go and do that I want you to come out listening to this buzzing essentially and that's what Start Simple is I want to give you tools so that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve without it being confusing or essentially a bit of a mindfuck so yeah so Now it's time to do that thing where I tell you a little bit about me. And I'm sure you've all listened to, because I have listened to podcasts where the host just talks about themselves for about an hour. They tell you the dog's name, mine's Albert, Albert the dog, he's a legend. They tell you the kids' birthdays, I don't have kids. They tell you everything for about an hour and a half, and it's just, I don't want it to be that. You don't need to know all of the ins and outs. But equally, I think my background from where I've come from probably will tell you a little bit about where I'm at now and especially why I do what I do for a living because it essentially shapes all of it. So um, yeah, I was born in July 1990. <laughs> As I say, I will laugh at my own jokes, but we won't start in July 1992. 20 for July, by the way, if you uh, want to make a note of that for presents, cards or whatever you want to do for my birthday, basically. Um, but we will fast forward a little bit. We're not going to start there. And I think for me, the point for me to start from to be able to maybe make sense of what I do now is from leaving school because I didn't like school me like if I'm honest I hated it I couldn't wait by the time I got to you like I, I actually really enjoyed being in school and like my friends and the the social side of school and all that business but I hated lessons there wasn't any lesson that made me think oh my god I want to be a geography teacher when I'm older I won't talk to you about geography didn't like the subject I, I'm good at geography I just didn't like the lessons anyway tangent there'll be a few of them um but I didn't like school I couldn't wait to leave school I couldn't wait to get away from education as a whole I have a lot of opinions to be honest on schools on education on how it's run and again having worked in schools which I'll tell you about in a minute I think I'm in a pretty good place to be able to talk about that but not on this episode but I left school at 16 or was leaving school at 16 without any idea what I wanted to do I just knew that I wasn't going to carry on in any form of education I wasn't going to go to college which most people I knew did there was nothing for me other than leaving school because I just didn't want to be sat in classrooms being taught being taught too really so anyway right and this is mental so my teachers were like okay sound so you're not gonna go to college we'll set you up with some meetings for apprenticeships it's basically working when you leave school i was like all right cool so i was in i can remember this so clear yeah i was in a classroom in my gcse english class in year 11 not far off leaving school build up to my gcse's people should have been telling me they were important they're not really that important but i was in a classroom and uh, a careers advisor pulled me out 
and was like, all right, we need to talk to you about your, your plans and your apprenticeships when you leave school. I was like, yeah, sound. They pulled me out of the lesson, which was great. Everyone loved getting pulled out of lessons in school. Like I'm not having, he didn't, or maybe not everyone, maybe it's just because I didn't like school. But anyway, I got pulled out of lesson and was taken by this careers advisor and like, right, sound, we've got an option for you. You can do an apprenticeship in business and uh, you'll be earning £12,000 a year. And I was like, oh, what? How much? Like, bearing in mind, they've just pulled out a 15-year-old who doesn't like school from an English GCSE lesson and waved a £1,000 a month in his face. And at the time, like, I would, I didn't have, like, a paper round. I just got pocket money off mum and dad every weekend. And they were like, here's a grand. Would you like it? I was like, yeah, sound. When do I start? Now, I'm not telling you that, by the way, for, like, so I got into a job that I hate. I did hate the job. But there's a reason behind you t- me telling you that. Because, essentially, I wasn't in school, like, at the age of, sort of, 15, 16, which is where most people in my opinion and from experience get into the realms of fitness and training and stuff like good at football you find a sport that you enjoy through school you might have things that you do at weekends hobbies or whatever I wasn't really sporty in school and I I still wasn't really class myself as sporty now to be honest with you but I wasn't overweight in school because I would exercise mostly all, all of my exercise took place when I was in school whether it is playing football at lunchtime with my mates football in PE lessons or whatever it might be like let me just disclaim this in case any of my friends hear this. I would not say I was very good at football. But I'm not in the not-kick-a-ball category either. I'm just, it's all right, but I did have a bit of magic in me and no one will ever take that away from me. Also, sorry, I should definitely mention this because I don't know if I'll ever get to tell you again. I scored a hat-trick on my debut in year six, so that was impressive. Anyway, but exercise wasn't my thing and the only time really that I did exercise was in school. I didn't have exercise outside of school at weekends, no sports clubs, nothing like that. So hopefully you'll start to see why I was telling you about me leaving school to go and sit in an office. Because when I started in this business apprenticeship, which by the way, when they told me it was a business apprenticeship, I didn't really listen to anything they told me. I was working in a call centre. There was nothing business related about it. I didn't get taught a single thing other than how to pick up a phone, say, hello, welcome to Expotel. How can I help you? And I would book hotels for people every day. That's all I did. It was absolute shit. But... It wasn't school and I was getting a thousand pounds a month. So I was just like, wow, this is amazing. This is so cool. But I left school, went into this sort of business apprenticeship and without realizing it, any level of exercise or activity I was doing just dropped and disappeared from being a 15, 16 year old in school and like playing sports or P lessons or whatever, or just walking around with my friends during the day or anything like that just disappeared. And I was sat on my ass in a call center, booking hotels, hating every second of booking hotels as well, might I add. I remember getting pulled in to, um, what do you call it? Like an appraisal? Not an appraisal. The one where you get told off. And my boss told me off because I booked somebody the wrong hotel. And I was just like, are you mental? I do not care. But as well as dropping any level of exercise off over the next four years, I did what everybody probably did around that age where I discovered alcohol, discovered nights out, discovered everything that came with those things. Uh, My diet, I had no understanding or real education around nutrition. I didn't know what a calorie was, what protein meant. Fruit and vegetables were alien to me. My diet consisted of, I used to go to the shop across the road from the office every morning and get bacon, sausage and egg balm covered in tomato sauce chips and gravy for lunch, some sort of packet meal and in the evening and generally just not a very healthy diet. And that lasted for quite a while. Now, don't worry, I didn't stay booking hotels for too long because I did hate it. But yeah, over that sort of four years, I worked in offices, I worked in the co-op. I spent, this was probably the most fun I had, spent about six months just without a job, pretending that I went to uni with my mates and would just go to Leeds or Sheffield and get pissed. Anyway, but then one of the best things or best jobs that I've ever had 
came up and I got a job working as a teaching assistant with children with special needs, which was as rewarding as you can probably imagine a job like that would have been. Also, I got to bring my dog into work with me every day, who was a therapy dog. I told you I'd talk about my dog, Albert. Um, I call him a therapy dog. He just used to lie there and do nothing or try and get food. But that's the beauty of dogs, isn't it? Like, they're amazing. Where was I? Dogs, school, teaching assistant, Albert. He was a therapy dog. Not a great therapy dog. There we go. But yeah, the reason I enjoyed that job so much was because I got a reward from the job. Not just in terms of the work I was doing, but essentially the, the bottom line of it was education. I loved seeing what you could motivate kids to do. I got to see kids like walk for the first time, say their first words to experience what independence actually meant for the first time. And it was amazing. But again, sorry, reason I'm telling you this, there is always a reason. Going back to me, I was in a place where after four years of eating everything inside, and I mean everything, uh, drinking heavily most weekends, my weight bloomed, as you can sort of imagine that would happen. And I seen a picture of myself. If this was exactly what happened, yeah? I seen a picture of myself at the Paralympics in 2012, I was on a school trip with the school that I was working at. We took some of the kids there um, and I seen a picture and I was just like, whoa, you've let yourself go, mate. What are you doing? I was unfit. I was overweight and I wanted to change. Now, important here, and this is a lesson for you because notice I didn't say I was unhappy at that point because I wasn't. And you'll see a lot of people in fitness jump on this as a bandwagon and whether they try and sell it as a service or they talk about themselves, they will sell weight loss as an answer to solving happiness. Or they'll sell weight loss as the answer to body confidence and will pitch these things in what I believe are unethical ways. Because I don't believe and I never will truly believe that weight loss alone is going to be the answer to solving happiness. Like I've just said, I needed to lose weight myself, but at no point did I truly believe that I was unhappy in life. Weight loss alone is not going to change happiness, in my opinion. And I think often a big mistake is that people chase that without doing the other work that comes alongside it, which as I said, when I talked about what this podcast is going to include, it's not just going to be about the science and nutrition and exercise, but the mindset, your habits, your behaviors that come alongside it. Tangent, love a tangent. But yeah, I don't believe that weight loss alone is the answer to happiness. From that stage onwards, from seeing that picture, it introduced me to diet culture and to, I believe, every single fad diet. In fact, I probably created a few of the fad diets along my time. It was a constant sort of battle, which I know people listening to this will experience or have experienced. I know that my clients have experienced and I experienced myself. If you lose weight, you put it on. You lose weight, you put it on. And thought it was just going to be that never-ending cycle. I had PTs who told me to take fat burners and CLAs, which I did. I spent a lot of money on things like that. Green teas, bulletproof coffees. I cut out all the usual things, carbohydrates, sugar, whatever else, apart from obviously at weekends when I included them all, had my regular cheat day on Sundays, avoided all my favorite meals, wouldn't go near lasagna or a pizza. Um, I would binge drink heavily at weekends. Alongside it, I would try hit training, tried weight training, German volume training, I tried gym classes, I tried training fasted, I tried training twice a day, I tried running despite the fact that I hate running, still hate running, always will hate running, sorry to any runners, like my point is I've tried everything, now for me personally that probably changed, I joined a gym, it is like um, a private independent gym that was brilliant, it had excellent personal trainers. They educated me on not just the training nutrition, but again, on outlook. I remember one, one of the first sessions I had there, they asked me to write down a habit, essentially like teaching journaling. And I thought, nah, what is this shit? And fast forward to now, I journal every single day. 
you should journal. Anyway, probably a topic for another podcast. So at that point, I started to understand it all and finally begin not just to succeed with weight loss, but understanding how to keep my weight off. But it fundamentally, it just felt it just wasn't okay that it took me the best part of 10 years from leaving school until like 24, 25 to be able to, to get the answers to how to manage my weight and to how to manage health. It's not okay that it takes, it took that long and it still takes for a lot of people that long. It's not okay. Fast forward now to now. Um, I've got a can of Diet Coke, if you hear me having a little drink. Another topic we could talk about, it's how Diet Coke isn't a bad thing. Thinking of all my episodes in advance, anyway. But fast forward to, to the last year. Don't know if you've heard, but so basically last year there was this thing called coronavirus and it sort of fucked the entire world over. Uh, right, sorry, by the way, the reason I will swear all the time, I put down to working in a school. And for anybody who's worked in a working environment where like around kids or like professional and you, you're not allowed to swear... When you have to censor yourself from nine till five, as soon as five o'clock hits or whatever time you finish work hits, you just turn into a potty mouth. That's why I swear a lot. Anyway, um, but COVID obviously hit and like most people, it sent, and I think for a lot of personal trainers, it sent things a bit tits up. I was working in a gym. I just literally in the, the couple of weeks building up to COVID built a really good client base, had plenty of PT sessions and then Rona did its job, whipped everything out from under me and sort of brought me into coaching full-time online overnight Boris comes on and says you must stay at home and I was like cool I must use zoom um everyone uses zoom now don't they like every single conversation starts with can you hear me can you see me anyway now I was lucky because I was coaching a few clients online before that alongside working on the gym floor so it was something a little bit more natural to me I also had my own online coach uh, who was excellent Mike who again probably another episode to talk about. But I managed to, over the course of the year, turn the PT in-person business, essentially, into a full-time online business, which is amazing. I've, I've never loved, I love it. Like, And I'm probably pretty privileged in that sense. And since working in schools to what I do now, I've never been in a stage since booking hotels and answering the phone. I've never been in a stage where I've not enjoyed my job. To what I do now it's online coaching, full-time online coaching. Um, I qualified last year as with MNU as a certified nutritionist, which it just sounds pretty cool, like, doesn't it? Saying certified nutritionist. Uh, but every day I get to help people, get to educate people and be the answer to the stuff that I wanted answers to, basically. I currently live, this is again a bit of a bad one, and I do pretty much wake up every day thinking, what is going on, mate? But I live in Bali at the minute and now I started a podcast, which is a bit mad, isn't it? So yeah, so in terms of what I do, because this comes up a lot in like what is online coaching and, and like everyone, and I think this partly because of COVID and everything, lots of people moved into the online space and and the idea of what it is got a bit confused. Um, I often get questions, is it a meal plan? Is it Zoom PT sessions? And it's not, it's neither of those things. And you know what? This, this again gets overlooked by PTs and even nutritionists. I'm not qualified. And if anyone was going to be qualified, like I'd feel quite confident as a nutritionist to be able to to write a good meal plan. Um, but I am not qualified to prescribe meal plans. Personal trainers aren't, yet only registered dietitians who've been to university and have specialist qualifications should be writing out meal plans. But like most things in the ethics within fitness industry, it gets brushed under the carpets and PTs will give out a meal plan that says fish and rice cakes five times a day, like grow up, mate. But yeah, I'm not actually meant to give out meal plans. I'll always give example days. I help clients build their own meal plans, um, give them examples of shopping lists and recipes, but 
but never a meal plan. I don't believe they work. So I run two formats. One is my one-to-one program and the other is my group program, which is also called Start Simple, like the podcast. When somebody comes to work with me one-to-one, it's such a variety of people. And this is what I think, when you understand what works for you, you'll never look back. So we will, most importantly, understand them as a person, like their life, their, their commitments in life, the time, their current understanding, the level of education around nutrition and um, exercise, and then their goals, because until you've got that base of knowledge and you can meet somebody where they're at, you can't understand how to get them to the goals. So you can't just prescribe a, a meal plan and a generic training plan because it, it just doesn't work, in my opinion. Um, and then based on those things, then we can design a plan to get them to their goals as fast as possible. We work together to achieve it. We check in regularly, messaging. I talk to most of my clients a few times a week, whether they track calories, don't track calories, train at home, train in the gym, it doesn't matter. Anyone can get the results that they want to get regardless of equipment, regardless of education with the right level of support. I really do believe that. And then my group program, like I say, it's called Start Simple and the clue is in the name. It's the idea behind Start Simple, I, I know from myself, from my own experience that places, diet clubs, other personal trainers, a million hours of Googling have clouded so many people's understanding of knowledge around training and nutrition. So the idea behind Start Simple is it's a six-week sort of fast-track program to unpick all the bollocks that you might have heard to give you a kickstart in working towards your goals. I do group calls every week, focusing on different topics to be able to help people achieve what they want to achieve. So, yeah, that's um, that's what I do. When I'm not doing that, I now go for a walk on the beach in the morning. I started training jiu-jitsu, which I've got a love-hate relationship with that because I love it, but I just get beat up every time. But highly recommend it if anybody is looking for exercise maybe i'll do another episode on jiu-jitsu and i i make friends with every stray dog so obviously albert lives in the uk so bali has a lot of stray dogs so i just sort of spend my time going around and uh, trying to make friends with stray dogs i know what you're thinking wow what a life mate you've gone to bali to meet stray dogs i know i know so that's uh that's episode one i don't know what i meant to say now hopefully this podcast and future episode Hopefully I'll learn to speak properly on a podcast. But hopefully this future episode, it'll it'll give you everything you need, whether it's to achieve goals, surpass your goals, surpass your own expectations of yourself. Because again, I think limiting beliefs is something that a lot of people struggle with. I definitely have done in the past. So yeah, I don't know what Joe Rogan does about reviews, but I reckon he's all right on the old review front. I think he'll do okay for himself. But for me, after the first episode, reviews, ratings, sharing it on your social media, telling your mate, telling your dog, I don't really care who you tell, but telling other people to follow me and to listen to the podcast, leave a review, leave a comment, ideally five stars, like, come on, don't be a dick, one star on the first day, that's not fair, is it? But yes, any sort of love and support would be appreciated. If you've got feedback and you want certain things to be discussed, if you've got people that you think, oh my God, you should speak to this person, tell me. But honestly, some of the guests that I've got coming on over the next month or so, certainly, it's going to be amazing. And I'm not just saying that because it's my own podcast. It's going to be absolutely mint. So, episode one completed it, mate. Hope you are good. Have a fantastic day. And I will see you soon.